don't know if I told you or not, Clack, but uh, later in the week during the uh, lowdown, I decided I, I'm no longer taking part in winter. So we can only describe the weather as being uh, beautiful with blue skies and sunshine and a small breeze. Wear a coat. That's it. I'm not taking part in winter any longer. I promise it's almost over. I don't care. I promise I, it's... I, I don't. I don't acknowledge winter. Winter has stepped off. I've. 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 I've muted winter. I've muted it. It no longer exists for me. Well, winter destroyed my car this year. So. Well, you were in the car, though. I was. Yeah. But uh, you know, I would just say this to you, and you don't want to hear it. But if you'd been a little older, I bet that wouldn't have happened. Probably. I'm just saying. I was young. I was your age once too, and I. I can. I got room. It's a thing. You're fine. Don't worry about it. I don't want to bring up bad memories, especially because I need you to do your assignment now. Are you ready? Absolutely. You've been named general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. They've overlooked the accident. They just want you to be GM of the Edmonton Oilers. They'll they'll pick you up. There's a limo coming. Don't worry about driving. Who are you interviewing first for the head coaching job of the Edmonton Oilers? Well, first and foremost... And if you want to chime in on the Boston Pete's inbox at 10, 12, 60, you could win a $25 gift card to Wild Wing. I can't personally, but people who are listening can. Yeah, people that are listening, you you can win a $25 gift card to Wild Wing if you text us on the Boston Pete's inbox as 10, 12, 60, who your choice would be for the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers if and kind of when Ken Hitchcock is no longer the coach, which is very likely. They'll never say never. He's got him up 4 nothing in Columbus. He's, Why do you hate Hitchcock? It's a, it's a great game today. You never know. <laughs> uh, but I guess I'll start then with, with my selections. And my list is a different list. Like, when I look at the head coaching position for the Edmonton Oilers, I've seen the last couple hires. I've seen the Todd McClellan, the Ken Hitchcock. And I want to go in a bit of a different direction. There's a lot of younger players coming for the Oilers. Right. You look at the brilliance of Jay Woodcroft and what he's done in Bakersfield and, and with a different eye and a younger look at it mm-hmm. and, and a newer approach to the game, and they've had success. So that's kind of where I'm looking at. Uh, first of all, I would interview Woodcroft, but frankly... I'd you keep kind him of, down there, right? I kind of want yeah. to keep him down there. Yeah. I mean, he's been a wizard down there, so you want him to stay. But I would interview him. The only veteran that I have on my list is Glenn Galutson. Okay. Because who has he's, seen everything. With, yeah. I thought he, I thought he was a good coach in Calgary who had no goaltending. He had a lot of injuries like at the his, end. I didn't like his power play, but I, I thought that they, they were always ready to play. I thought, I thought that they were. I, I agree with that. The power play wasn't great, but that's why you bring in, like, that's why Manny Viveros gets okay. more of a responsibility, and right. you work around that. I think Glenn's the only coach that's on the bench right now that I would probably be interviewing. Uh, I'm not going to mention Joel Quinville because I don't think he'd come here. Well, also, I think you, you, your point about the veteran, you've had McClellan and you've had Hitchcock now. It might be a time for somebody born in the same century as these players. Well, so let's bring up some names. Here's some names that I've been, I've been looking at and I've been thinking about. Uh, I'll start with a guy that a lot of people in Edmonton know very well, uh, Derek Laxdahl, who yes. was the head coach for the Edmonton Oil Kings during their Memorial Cup win. Uh, he's done some really good work with the Texas Stars in the AHL. They were in the final last year. They lost. Uh, they're having a nice season this year again, though. Uh, the Dallas Stars have had some nice development from guys like Rupi Hints and uh, Denny Gurianov is coming. Uh, Adam Mashrin's had a nice season right off the bat. He's a guy that seems to win everywhere he goes. So him knowing the Edmonton market is very helpful uh, for him. So he's a guy that I would definitely look into. 
I would also look into a guy like Dan Muse. Now, tell me about, I do not know this name. Yeah, so a lot of people aren't going to know Dan Muse. Uh, Dan Muse has been an assistant coach for the Nashville Predators for the last two seasons. Okay. And Nashville's done very well the last two years. Before that, Dan Muse won the USHL Championship with the uh, with the Chicago Chicago Steel, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That, that makes sense. Um, Dan Muse is a guy, though, that he's, he's a younger guy. And he's I'm looking at resumes strictly, and he seems to win wherever he goes. It reminds me a little bit of John Cooper and how he's rising up this right, fast. Right. And the Oilers missed out on John Cooper. That's a guy that they they did actually interview and liked, and didn't bring him in. Uh, so that's a guy I like. The Montreal Canadiens have been coached extremely well this season. Uh, Claude Julien probably. I think my pick right now for the Jack Adams, or at least he's one of my picks. Like sure. he, Montreal has a roster that is not as talented as the standings that they are in. Like they have had a great season. And one of their assistants is Dominique Ducharme, who was the general man or the, sorry, the coach for the team Canada team at the world juniors that won gold last year. And I loved how that team played. They had four lines. They rolled them all out. They all tried to score. There was balance everywhere. Uh, the D moved the puck up very fast, very quick. He coached a modern team at that World Junior, and Montreal is playing the exact same way. They're very fast. They try to get as many chances as possible in the game. Dominique Ducharme, also a guy heavily on my list. Interesting. That's a that's a name. Uh, you've, you've sort of, you're off the board, and I like that. These are good names because at least two of them I've never I've never contemplated. So, so I mean that's that's I think I think I was gonna say four names. So Laxdahl, Muse, Ducharme. Like I said, I would probably interview Golesson just to see. Uh, and then last but not least, I really like Sheldon Keefe and the job he's done for the Toronto yeah, Marlies. Actually, and, he has done well. Uh, look how many guys they've brought up and look at the, the development of Janssen and Kapanen and Nylander. I can't say enough good things about Sheldon Keefe, and he's very analytically charged. Well, one thing about uh, that I think Keefe would be would have to overcome is the fact that he is in exactly the same spot Aikens was when he was hired here. Um, but I, I think they're different personalities and I like, I like your, I like your names. I really do. I, 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 I looked at who might be from the older crusty group available. And I thought, you know, if you look at Connor McDavid's NHL career, he's had Todd McClellan and now Ken Hitchcock. Uh, these are, you know, he's 20, they're, they're 70, right? Um, well, McClellan isn't, but Hitchcock is, uh, I think it might be, I think you want to change, um, the atmosphere. And one of the ways to do that is to hire somebody who's young, you know, in baseball, if you've got a, a crusty guy, then you want to get a, a player's manager in the New York Yankees used to play ping pong with Dick Martin, who was a hard ass and Bob Lemon, who was the nicest guy in the world. And that seemed to work for them. So maybe what you're looking for, I I think Gullitson appears to be based on what we hear and know. He seems to be a guy who gets along with the players. Maybe that's the guy. We'll see. I like your list. I don't know a lot about the list, but I like that they're they're not necessarily the same old, same old. I would like to, and of course, there's the guy who, who uh, uh, Bob keeps mentioning that uh, Connor McDavid was uh, coached by uh, in Erie. Yeah, Chris Knobloch's interesting, and, and he also does have a history of winning, so I would toss him an interview. However, Philly's power play, which apparently he's been in charge of, has been very up and down. Sometimes they were good, sometimes they weren't. 
Well, that's, I guess, one of the questions you ask him. Uh, it's, it is kind of funny that though I we always harp on the Oilers bringing in guys that are that are from, you know, the organization or inside and or just from Edmonton in general and how many Oil Kings they traded for. And yet I looked at my list. I'm like, Laxdahl, Woodcroft, Galetson, all, all these guys are already around. But they are decent candidates this time. We're not talking about bringing in like like the first names that I thought of. People are going to mention. I think people are going to be like Elaine Vigneault, Lindy Ruff. I think people are going to mention Guy Boucher, who's recently been let go. I don't know if the Oilers can handle another hard ass. Well, I think they've just had this certain, you know, the guy who who just, you know, like part of the, I, I'm going to tell you, I think that that there's a real chance here to unlock Yesipul Yarvi if you hire a young coach. Because I don't think, I think there's a bunch of ideas that haven't been tried on this player. And one of them is to to make things easier for him. And, you know, you and I have talked about Capo Caco. Is a, you know, maybe they end up drafting him. And you don't want the kid to save the older kid. But the I think you could – I think it's a fair criticism of the Edmonton Oilers that that as strained as their relationship is clearly with Yesip Yarvi based on what we know, they haven't tried everything. Like, they're at the end of his entry-level deal, and they haven't tried everything. And, you know – that's I think that reflects poorly on the organization. I'd like to see. I'm not saying hire a Finnish coach because I don't think it works like that, but hire somebody who's who's you know young enough uh, to kind of get the new NHL and maybe maybe spend some time with that young player. And maybe it's too late for Pulyarvi. I don't know, but if it isn't, you know, find out how he feels. Does you know maybe part of the 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 aptitude or the picking up on what to do, maybe it's that it's not being communicated to him. And, and you know, that's that's not on the student. That's on the teacher. If you if you have a message you need to communicate and you're not doing it, you can't blame the student. I think getting Cabo Caco would be so helpful for Jesse Poliarvi. And I look back at the, and you'll appreciate this old reference I'm bringing up now, but Yari Curry is a rookie in 1980-81. And he was a 20-year-old forward from Helsinki. Like, yes, he, I think at a, you can say, oh, he has Koskinen or, or you know, other Finnish guys have, have come coming through. Like, yes, he, or UC Okunen was on the Oilers and blah, blah, blah. But Yuri Curry, as, as a 20-year-old, he had Matty Hagman, who was 24. Yep. And he had... Matty uh, Hagman was a big, big influence in that first yep. year. Had Risto yep. Sultanen, who was 21. Like, there was guys that were... Uh, that age yeah. around Yuri Curry at that time, and then he grew up with Tikkanen. Yeah, well, he Hagman was brought in specifically. Now Siltonen had, uh, I think he got sent out. I can't remember if it was that year or the year after uh, to to uh, to the Whalers. Uh, but but Hagman was brought in as a mentor, and he he was he was an actual man. He played for Boston in the seventies. And then he went back to Finland, and he they brought him over specifically for that role, and he was excellent at it. Um, I think the first Finn the Oilers ever had was Juha Viding, who was a legendary actual Swede, but he was born in Finland. Uh, but that combination, and then Curry was, I remember Curry, he didn't play with Gretzky in the beginning. It was Blair McDonald and Brett Callahan, uh, Callaghan who did. And um, he was the quickest study I've ever, uh, like, he was, I don't, I don't, honestly don't know. The, I've always been really impressed with Finnish coaching and the style they play because I've never seen a 20-year-old, like before or since, adjust to the National Hockey League and how to play the game properly 
than Yari Curry. I've never seen it. He he was almost complete when he arrived. And I'm not just talking about offense. I'm talking about being in the right spot, checking properly, taking the right angle. He could he angled off forwards who were coming into the zone the way they do it now. And he was like, that was a bazillion years ago. Curry was a smart player, and he just had it. Whatever it is, he had it. Uh, Want to let you know the Oil Kings play uh, against the Brandon Wheat Kings at 6.30. We'll have the game tonight. That's uh, down at the uh, at Rogers. And we'll have the post-game show, Don Wheaton on White, post-game show coming up after the game. There's about eight minutes left in the game. Do we have a break in between that, or do we just have the one final break? Uh, we, have a, we have a break to, to give, and then... We come back. Okay, so we should probably take a break now then. Yep. All right, there's about seven and a half minutes left in the game. Still 4 nothing Oilers. They're taking some penalties, and it's a little looser, uh, but they still have the advantage. We'll take a break, and we'll come back and talk about uh, more and maybe about things that you want to talk about via 10-12-60 in the Boston Pete's inbox. Are we going to give the name of the winner uh, after the break? Well, we don't have to say the, the we, we can we can read the text that won. Yeah. Okay. All right. We will take a break. It's Saturday Sports Extra on TSN twelve sixty. This is the Saturday Sports Extra podcast on demand. I want to give you the lay of the land here uh, over the next couple of hours because when the Oiler game ends, we're going to take a break. Uh, and then the post game show is going to be on uh, the Don Wheaton on White post game show after what is looking like a pretty solid effort uh, by the Edmonton Oilers with most of the game done. Uh, so it'll be uh, Dean Millard along with Hernan Salas. Uh, and then later on, like as we head towards 2.33 o'clock, Jeff Cruschel will be here and uh, his Crush Performance uh, program and talking a little bit of uh, baseball, uh, talking about one of the things that he's really been doing as a theme lately uh, is if you're an athlete and you're a, like a hockey player and that's your that's your life and you're projecting towards that, play other sports in other seasons. Go back to the way Gordie Howe did it. He spent all summer playing hardball, baseball. And that, that they've gone full circle now. There's no specialization. You want to be... Uh, giving your brain and the rest of your body a little bit of rest doing other things. Who does Connor McDavid want to be coached by? by? Hire that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of Oilers fans who feel like, just get the guy that Connor likes, whatever that guy is. And if if that is the case, um, then we're probably looking at uh, Chris Knobloch, who coached him. I, I think they had Robbie Fatorik there at the beginning. And then shortly thereafter, in Erie, it became Knobloch. And you know what? I don't know that that's a bad choice, right? He's gained some NHL experience now as a uh, assistant coach. My pick is Guy Boucher. <clears throat> Cheers from LP. Well, I think uh, I, I, I really do think the clock had a great point about that. When you're looking at a guy uh, who is another, like, hard, hard, hard steel guy uh, following up Hitch and McClellan, who maybe was a little more players coach than Hitch, but, you know, he still wanted to get his point across. Maybe these guys need a, you know, one of the things about the Oilers of the 80s, they're always trying, they were always, always, always trying to get these guys to pay attention and work harder. Well, I I don't know that you can reach an athlete uh, today in that way. You know, remember the old days when we did it this way? They don't care. They make more in a year than a lot of the old-timey guys made in a career. And 
they're, they're not going to respond to what maybe our generation responded to. And I'm not saying as hockey players, I'm saying as individuals. We as a, you know, I'm, I'm you know, late 50s. And we put out, we, we were, you know, we were uh, ordered around a lot more than the, today's generation. Clack, I can't get him to do a damn thing unless I explain to him what's going on, right? I do need a good explanation. Yeah. I do like to listen very carefully and be like, okay. You're a very, uh, 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 you, you, you are uh, going to process things your own way. And if I try to hurry you along, you just, you know, go back to the, to the beginning square. It's the way it works. Torts is going to be cranky. Turn off the phones from Harry. Torts had a great quote. That I, just, I wanted to fit it in the show somewhere. I just didn't know where to fit it in. Uh, he was interviewed, I think, yesterday. And they asked him about shootouts. And he said, I don't want any more shootouts. I want, let the players do three on three until yep, the team I dies. Agree. I agree. That's what he said. Until the team dies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be cranky, but. If you're an Oiler fan, this is good news. I can't wait to hear what Millard has to say because he was, uh, we got a brand new, fresh, uh, massive TV screen and he had set himself up in a particularly good spot to watch the game. So he's been fed approximately, what, three hours of Oilers playing well. And the the underlying numbers are very positive for the Oilers uh, in today's game. Uh, I'm looking at natural statric now, just updating it. It's 4 nothing. The Blue Jackets have had the edge in play, 59% Corsi, but a lot of that will come from uh, the fact that it's, you know, 4 nothing. They've, they've been playing without the lead. Uh, the high danger scoring chances favor Edmonton 5-4, um, and shots for at evens are 21-26. The Edmonton Oilers have a... I mean, I, I, do you remember five great chances for Columbus? There were like two or three in the first period, and then after that, the Oilers came out with a whole new fire, and I didn't really see a lot. There was a couple of times they crashed the net, but nothing too crazy. And and one of the things I wanted to know, because I'm now on natural stat trick too, uh, Andre Sekera tonight has not the greatest course. He's at 33%, but his uh, his shots are only four and four. I've, I've seen him better than the stats tonight. Yeah, I have too. The... That line, the 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 combination of McDavid Drysaddle are are all over it at five on five. They they've got fifty five percent Corsi uh, goals for four zero for McDavid, three zero for Drysaddle. High dangers five one. They have uh, owned the puck and done well when they're on the ice. Poor Gagne though did get killed tonight. <laughs> it was like a one Corsi for eleven Corsi against. Well, There's... but you know that's against that's, his old team. That's going to happen. Uh, was he playing with Brodziak? Brodziak's had a, a tough run here. Brodziak looks like his career is on the outs. Well, and you, you know, you, it's, it's tough because I think everybody cheers for Kyle Brodziak. You know, he made him, he was like the 4,000th pick uh, in 2003. Uh, do you know that Mark Pugliot was the guy who the Oilers drafted in the first round that year? Uh, and he had a way better career than, than Pugliot did. But it, it feels like the end of the line here. It really does. Well, I mean, now that they brought back Gagne, you were the first to say it. Bring back Pouliot, right? Arcabello? Well, I would bring... Everybody goes, oh, Al, you should be the, the gentleman. Well, the first thing I do is call Mark Pouliot. You were saying Arcabello is doing well over there. You know what he is? The last time I checked, I'm not sure if he still is. I'll check right now. But Ar- Mark Arcabello was leading the Swiss League in points. Uh, I mean, he was always a smart player. I, yeah, I, I know why Mac T liked him. Yeah. He had uh, yeah, he has 51 points in 47 games for Burn this year and 67 penalty minutes. So... 
he's become a bit of a of an enforcer at the age of 30. Yeah. TA says uh, just uh, what I'd said about Paul Yarvey and the owners. He said, ALT, I've had to manage foreign worker before. There was obviously a language barrier, but all I knew was if this person made a mistake, I made a mistake because I didn't make the instruction clear enough. I feel that's happening with Yessi, and it's unfortunate. I, I agree with that. I, I think that, that you know, uh, the Oilers have to take responsibility here. Uh, you, you're, you're drafting a teenager. Uh, you're asking him to do a lot, and and you need to give him every possible aid, including language or or uh, you know whatever it is for him to understand what the chore was, and and that may not have happened. And now you're looking at a player who, at some level, you may be giving up on too soon. We'll see how it goes here uh, in the summertime. Well, I can see as Millard is uh, coming in here and uh, making himself comfortable. Hernan is here as well with his fabulous Duke. It's time for us to go. Thanks so much for tuning in to Saturday Sports Extra. Uh, Neil Millard on the way with the post-game show Oilers against Columbus. A very successful day. I want to thank our guest Bruce McCurdy uh, from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Um, enjoyed our conversation very much and also Guy Fleming from the Pipeline Show. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Sports Extra. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday.